Hello and welcome to another episode of This Expat Life. As always, I talk about expat life with a touch of personal development. And in today's episode, I want to share more about my own journey and particularly the leap that I took from diplomacy to coaching. I often get so many questions about why I left my glamorous diplomacy career, how I did it, why I chose coaching, and I figured why not record a podcast episode about it. And today it's Monday and I woke up this morning and I realized how happy I was and how excited I was that it was Monday and I got to get back to work again. And I also realized that when I was still in my diplomacy career, I often didn't feel that way. In fact, I dreaded Mondays so often. And yes, I had amazing weeks, months even in my diplomacy career, especially when I lived in Brazil. And during those times, I really enjoyed my job. I was committed to what I was doing. I was particularly loving my expat life in Brazil. But there were also many weeks that I didn't feel that way. I dreaded the Mondays. I didn't have any energy from Monday to Fridays. I needed the Friday evening to recover. And then on the weekend, I was okay again. But then on Sunday evening, you know, the Sunday scaries started to come up again. I was just dreading work. And if you're interested to hear more about what I liked and what I didn't like in diplomacy, then you can listen to episode number six, which is all about my experience as a diplomat. But today I want to touch upon a different topic, as I mentioned, and that is really the leap that I took from diplomacy to coaching. Now, for many, this leap came as a big surprise, but for me, it was a super logical change. But what really surprised me was the reaction of my former colleagues. Every one of them, well, let's say almost every one of them said, wow, that is an amazing move. Congratulations. And oh my God, I wish I could do the same. They all said something like, I've also been playing around with the idea of leaving, but you know, I've got a mortgage or, you know, uh, I can't leave because, and they gave me a few reasons. Basically what they were telling me in between the lines was, I'm stuck in a golden cage and I envy you for doing what you're doing right now for leaving. And the fact that almost all of my former colleagues had this reaction really surprised me because that made me see that actually so many people were thinking about leaving, but none had the courage or the possibilities or the real motivation to do it. But okay, back to why it felt logical to me. Well, it may have come as a surprise for everyone around me, but I already knew for years that I was going to leave. I had started my diplomacy career in 2015 and the first year was amazing. It was still the ministry in The Hague. But then in the second year, things started to change a bit already. There were some changes to the work I was doing, some changes in the management team, and things just didn't really fulfill me anymore. And it got so bad that I sort of had a board out, like I had stress symptoms, but I wasn't feeling stressed at all. In fact, I just wasn't feeling fulfilled. And in that time, I also got a coach myself. And so I was really able to go a little bit deeper into what was behind all of this. And working with this coach made me realize that actually I had secret dreams that I wanted to do. I wanted to work more one-to-one. -one. I wanted to help people. And these needs that I had inside of me weren't really being met in the work that I was doing. But by the time I realized this, I was about to go to Brazil and I really felt so excited about going to Brazil. I mean, I had worked so hard to get there and I really wanted to experience true diplomat life, 
not by staying at the ministry in The Hague as a civil servant, but really serving as a diplomat in a foreign country. And where else better than in Brazil, in my favorite continent, in a country that I didn't know so well, actually. So I was super excited to go there and I told myself, I'm going to serve for two years as a diplomat in Brazil. And when I come back, I will quit my job and change my career into something else. What that something else would be, I hadn't quite figured it out at that time. I just had a vague idea that I wanted to do something with business. I wanted to work more one-on-one -on -one, and I really wanted to help people feel better. But how and what, I didn't know that at the time. And that was okay because I still had two years to figure it out because I was going to go to Brazil for two years. But those two years actually turn into three. So I stayed for three years in Brazil and had the time of my life. But I always had in the back of my mind the plan that I was going to quit my job the moment I would come back from Brazil. But it actually took me over a full year after I had returned to finally quit my job. It wasn't so easy. And in my free time, I was actually sort of preparing for that moment already. I was reading blogs about coaching, about doing business. I was taking a few courses about marketing because I also really enjoyed that kind of stuff. So when I finally quit my job, to me, it just felt like the completion of a long process that had been going on inside of me. Because for at least four years, I knew that I was going, no, actually five years, I knew I wanted to quit my job. It already came into my mind, I think, in the second year of, uh, of working at the ministry. So finally taking that decision to quit my job was for me more like a, oh, finally, I did it. Whereas for everyone around me, except for my inner circle, it came as a big surprise because not a lot of people give up their steady diplomacy career for something like coaching. But even though it was a logical completion of a longer internal process that I'd been going through for a couple of years, it was still really difficult to execute the plan, to really take the action of handing in my notice. And that was partly due to external circumstances and also due to internal factors. And I think this could be useful for more people who are looking at making a change. So let me explain what I mean. So my plan after Brazil was coming back to the Netherlands, buying a house while I still had a fixed contract, starting an intensive coaching course to become a certified coach and then quit my job. However, three weeks after I moved back home, my dad very unexpectedly died. And obviously this was soul crushing, like it shook my world upside down. And there was actually more going on at that time. I had just moved into my new house when my dad died. I had moved in there like a week before he died. So I didn't have any lamps and curtains still. I started the coaching course three weeks after my dad had died. And <laughs> this course was like really soul digging deep. Um, so obviously a lot came up for me in that period. I also fell in love with someone who broke my heart a couple of times in a really bad way. And of course there was a pandemic and lockdown. So I just felt horrible. And obviously there was no space for me to quit my job. Like I was just trying to survive emotionally. But then about like nine months later or so, things were looking better for me. I had finished my coaching course. The sun was shining again. There were no lockdowns, at least for a little bit. My heart was a little bit more healed and I felt more at home, which is really, I think, key if you want to feel well and make big changes. 
So in early June 2021, I got my coaching certificate and in theory, I was now ready to quit my job. This was the final step of my plan after all, get my coaching certification and then quit my job. However, it took me another six months to finally let go of my job. And it could have been a lot longer if I hadn't quite pushed myself to quit my job. And those are the internal factors that I'm talking about. Obviously, there are external circumstances that can postpone or delay our plans, like in my case. I have a lot of empathy for the younger version of myself who was going through everything. But at some point, you have to get out of victim mode and it's time to be proactive again. And I realized through a coaching exercise that I myself was holding me back. It wasn't only the external circumstances, it was also some deep beliefs that I had that kind of held me back from stepping forward. And I remember waking up one Monday morning in the summer of 2021, it was actually late summer already, and I was just dreading the work week again. It was one of many in a row that I was dreading it. And all of a sudden I realized nothing's changed compared to a year ago. I still feel as bad. From Monday to Friday, I have no energy. I don't feel inspired to do my job. Of course, it wasn't always that bad. I also was motivated by deadlines and pressure, but overall, the energy was gone. I just didn't feel happy in my job. And that Monday morning in the summer of 2021, I realized I still feel as bad as I did a year ago and that was after my dad had died. Obviously emotionally I felt much better, but when it came to my work it was the exact same thing. And I also realized that a year didn't change anything about my situation. I was still stuck where I was, still unhappy where I was. And this taught me that nothing changes if nothing changes. I proactively need to change something to have a different reality, to have a different outcome. I cannot just wait for it to happen. It's really on me to make that change. And there were two key factors in actually making that decision to quit my job. The first one was this coaching exercise I just mentioned that I did on this particular topic. And through a certain model that is about logical levels of change, I realized that the external reality that I was experiencing was actually coming from deeper inner beliefs I had about myself. And I realized I was dealing with a fear of not being good enough. Not only a fear, but it was actually a deep belief about myself that I wasn't good enough, which was down the road holding me back from actually making that step to quitting my job. Because the moment I quit my job, I was going to be on my own and I was going to have to perform and show how good I was. And if you don't believe that you are good enough, then it becomes really difficult to actually make that step because you don't want to be in the position of being judged on your performance. And in my job, I felt secure enough about what I was doing and I felt safe enough. So that wasn't much of an issue. But the deep beliefs were really holding me back when it came to actually quitting my job and starting my own business. So that coaching exercise was really key to realizing that it was all within me that I had to solve so I could have a different outcome. And the second finding or realization was that there is never a perfect moment. I was kind of waiting for the perfect moment to quit my job, to 
position myself as this amazing coach for expats, but I realized in that summer of 2021, there's never a perfect moment. Obviously quitting your job just after your world was turned upside down is not a good moment, but waiting for the perfect moment, it doesn't make sense because there's always going to be something, either an external event or the deep beliefs that you have about yourself will somehow tell you that it's not a perfect moment. So in that imperfect moment, I decided to quit my job. No, I didn't have a business plan. I didn't have a website ready. I just only had my certification degree. I also needed a bit of time off, but I just knew I just have to quit my job so that everything else will start moving, will get into motion. Because if I just wait for that perfect moment to make that first step, I will wait forever. So why not make that first step already so it becomes the right moment for all the other steps? I hope you're still following me. In my head, it makes a lot of sense. So that realization that the timing never is perfect and also the the insights that I got from that coaching exercise about my deep inner beliefs were really key into that bigger realization of, okay, something needs to change and I need to change to achieve that. And by the way, if you're interested in that coaching exercise, then I've got some good news for you because I just created a mini training around this exercise so you can apply it to your own life as well. You don't need to do one-to-one coaching with me for it. It's a video training that you can do online at your own pace and at your own perfect timing. (laughs) You can find the link in the show notes if you are interested. Okay, so back to that summer of 2021, I finally realized that I actually need to take that step to quit my job and then I just did it. It was really the kick in the butt that I needed uh, for myself to move forward. And I got a really good tip from someone because I had a holiday planned in September, mid-September, and I wanted to quit my job just before or after my holiday. And my friend told me, do it before your holiday, hand in your notice before you leave, because then you can actually be relieved and really enjoy your holidays in Ecuador. And that was also actually a really good motivation and deadline to keep myself accountable to my decision. So I handed in my notice, left on holidays, had the perfect time in the Galapagos Islands. And when I came back, I knew I only had to work two months more and I was free. I was ready to leave diplomacy. And that's basically the short version of how I made the leap from diplomacy to coaching. But obviously there's more to it. And I also identified a few tips for you. So let me share a little bit more about my own journey. So I often got the question, how did you know that you wanted to become a coach? Well, I've got two answers for that actually. And the first is that I kind of always knew somewhat And I know this sounds really vague, but that was also the vague feeling that I had. So whenever I read about coaching or I also had a friend who became a coach, I always had this feeling inside of me, like a curiosity, like, oh, this is interesting. And it wasn't just curiosity. It was also like a feeling of knowing that one day I'm going to do that as well. And I had this feeling more often when I was 18 and thinking about quitting my studies to go traveling. I just knew I'm going to South America, even though I had no reason really to go there because everyone else was in Australia and Asia at that time. But I just felt like, no, I'm going to South America. I had the same feeling around my diplomacy career, about running marathons, all these things that were actually really scary when I thought about it, but somewhere deep in my heart, I knew one day I'm going to do this. I just know. 
And it was the same with coaching. And I would really advise you that if you are looking for a change in your career to really be more alert for these kinds of feelings and also really allow those feelings to be there. Listen more to your heart, listen more to your intuition because they've got some really interesting answers for you. And actually what happens a lot with these kind of things is that we suppress what we're really feeling. How often did you not say like, oh, I wish that was something that I could do as well, or I have this idea of starting a business or of doing that, but, and then there comes a list of excuses. And I have to say, it's the same thing that my former colleagues did when they replied uh, to my story about how I was going to quit my job. They all said like, oh, I've been thinking about that, but, and then the buts were always the reasons why they couldn't do it. So they suppressed the real desire they actually feel as well. So allow those desires to be there and listen to what they have to tell you. Maybe the real desire is not so much about starting a business or uh, moving abroad to open up your own B&B, but it's really about having more freedom in your life. So allow those feelings to come up and just be with them for a little bit so you can hear what they have to tell you. And then the second part of that answer is that actually I didn't know for sure that I wanted to become a coach. It, I just knew that this was going to be my next big interest. This was something that I was going to pursue. But where that path would take me, I had no idea. And actually I wasn't and still am not interested in knowing where this path will take me. I'm not someone who looks any longer than five years ahead. Really, honestly, I think I only look one or two years ahead of me. And I don't need to have that certainty of where this path will take me. And I can suggest this approach to anyone because it makes life a lot more easy and fun. I often meet so many people who want to be 100% sure of a certain step before they actually take that step. But what happens is that they never take that step because rarely you can be 100% certain that this step is going to be a good step for you. And that just means they miss out on so many opportunities or they waste their energy or suppress their desires and dreams. And this, in my opinion, is not how you want to live life. How I see it is that every step I take is part of my path. And it doesn't matter if the step is wrong or right because it's part of my own path. So it's going to be a good step anyway because it's my step. And this approach really takes off the load, takes off the pressure that comes with taking these steps. And if you take away the pressure, it becomes much easier to take the step. So if you are playing around with the idea of quitting your job or doing something else, or you have another big dream in your life, please, for the love of God, take off that pressure for yourself. <laughs> so to summarize my answer for this question, I kind of knew that I wanted to do coaching, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to do that for the rest of my life. I just knew this is a big interest that I want to pursue right now. And I'm curious to see where this path will take me. And that's what I'm doing up until this day. And I can totally see myself doing something completely different in 10 years or so. But as I said, I don't think that far ahead. But coaching is something I want to do right now, but it doesn't mean that I have to stick with it for the rest of my life. And that helps to take off the pressure with that step. So go for it, people. And a question related to that question is, what if you don't know what you want to do? What if you only know you don't want to do this, whether it's a job or a relationship or something else anymore, and you want to do something else, but you don't really know what you want to do? Well, what always really helped me was to identify what I like doing in my free time. So think about your free time. What are the things that you don't need any 
push for to do any motivation, like the motivation is already inside of you. What do you do effortlessly, basically? So in my free time, I was always reading books about personal development. I was reading blogs about personal development. I was taking courses about business and marketing and other things. So that to me was a clear sign that this is something I will be interested in. And another way to look at your interests or your qualities is to look at when you are in flow. So what is something that comes easily to you, but is also something you just immerse yourself in without any effort that you are so in flow that you totally forget about the world around you. So in my case, I can totally forget about the world when I'm creating a new training like I just did called the expats path. I am so busy and enjoying making a sales page, um, making the outline for the training, recording the videos. I don't need anyone to motivate me for this. And actually I need people to take me out of this activity to remember that I've got to eat and sleep as well. This is how much I am in flow when I start doing these things. And this is also a clear indicator that this is something that you're good at and that you love doing. So look at what are the things that you do in your free time, what brings you in your flow and see how you can translate that to a new career. Okay, so let's say you identified your next step as well. You know you want to quit your job and you also know what you want to do. But knowing something, like I've shown in my own story, doesn't equal actually doing it. And what really helps is to ask yourself, what is the worst that can happen? The absolute worst if it doesn't work out. And in my case, if I would fail as a coach, if I would fail as an entrepreneur... It would simply mean that I would just look for another job. That was the absolute worst that could happen to me. And to me, that is like a, I don't even need to think about this because I'm a hard worker. I know I will always work. So if I don't make it as a coach or as an entrepreneur, I will just find a job again. It's not so difficult. And knowing that the worst that could happen was just finding another job actually made it a lot easier to take this step. And in my case specifically, a lot of people in my inner circle also ask me, like, why don't you not quit your job, but just take a sabbatical. And in that sabbatical year, you try to get your business off the ground. And then if it doesn't work out, you can always go back to diplomacy because they were afraid, you know, that it wasn't going to work out and they wanted to make sure that I had something to fall back on. But in my case, I didn't like my diplomacy career anymore. It didn't give me any energy. It didn't make me happy. So for me, it was very clear, like, why would I go back to diplomacy? It would just be a safety net. And to me, that's really a fear-based decision. And I don't want to make decisions out of fear. I want to make decisions when I feel empowered and positive. So I really decided to not take this sabbatical year because to me it was very clear. If I have to find a job again, if I fail as a coach, then I'm not going back to diplomacy. I'm going to find something else. So that also really helped me to really cut off ties with the ministry and not find a, like a more grayish solution. So if you are thinking about quitting your job, ask yourself, what is the worst that can happen? And is that overcomable? And related to that is to make sure that you have a plan. So in my case, maybe you get the idea that I don't think ahead very far and that I make decisions based on my emotions and my passions, which is true for a large part, but I also make plans and I make financial plans as well. 
So since I already knew for quite some time that I wanted to quit my job and become a coach, I already invested in myself when I was still living in Brazil. So I invested my money to buy courses about marketing and sales, etc. I invested in the coaching training that I had for a year. But I also made sure that I had some financial buffer. So I saved a lot of money because I knew I'm going to quit my job and the first year as an entrepreneur is not going to be a jackpot. So I need a financial buffer. And I also knew I wanted to buy a house and it is a bit more difficult when you are an entrepreneur, especially when you're a starting entrepreneur. So I made sure I bought a house before I gave up my fixed contract. So be smart when you're quitting your job. Like what is a financial plan that you can make for yourself? And how can you invest in yourself, especially in your skills, already while you're still in your full-time job? The more you can train your skills, the better you can become at starting that business or in your new career if it's in a completely different field. So what can you do already, even though you might not want to quit your job yet, that will help you get a smoother transition? Invest in those things now already. And then I have a final tip for you, and that is to have a strong belief in yourself and to stick to your dreams. Because there are two things that happen when we are leaving our comfort zone. And the first one is from the people in our inner circle. They do this out of love, so don't blame them for it. But what happens is that the moment that you leave your or want to leave your comfort zone, they are going to worry for you. They're worried that you're not going to succeed and they want you safely. They want you to be thriving in life. And staying in your comfort zone simply offers more security. So they will try to keep you in your comfort zone or otherwise make sure that you don't go too far from it. So in my case, I had people who suggested that maybe I should take a sabbatical instead of quitting my job or having a part-time job next to the side so I could ensure a bit of money coming in in the first year. And so whenever you leave your comfort zone, your inner circle will respond to it. So make sure that you have a strong belief in yourself so you can really ground yourself in your dreams and stay your course. And the other thing that happens is that the people who are a bit more out of that inner circle, your acquaintances or maybe relatives, they will also say something about this. And this will not always be in a loving way. <laughs> This is what I learned when I quit my studies at age 19 to travel South America. The people that were truly, really supporting me, I think they were not more than 10. I think they were just five or six, actually. All the others had criticisms and they told me it's not possible. I shouldn't do this. What are you thinking, etc., etc. And what happens when you leave your comfort zone with these people in more like the outer rings of your social network is that you leaving your comfort zone reminds them of their own comfort zone. And that reminds them of their own dreams that they're not pursuing. And this triggers a lot of, well, I wouldn't say hate, but kind of like frustration inside of them. And they just give that to you. So they respond from a place of frustration with themselves because you remind them of their own dreams that they will never pursue. So again, you need to have a strong belief in yourself and not listen to those people. And to keep that strong belief in yourself and your dreams. And okay, this is really the final tip. Uh, and this is one that I advise to anyone who wants to pursue something new. It doesn't have to be a big career change. And that is find role models who have already achieved what you want to achieve. 
it is so helpful and you really cannot underestimate this to have people in your environment or your networks who have already got to where you want to go or where you're trying to go. So when I quit my job and wanted to become an entrepreneur, I didn't have any entrepreneur friends, like zero. And it was very difficult for me to find that inspiration around me. And what I did is that I found that inspiration online. You don't need to have role models in your physical surroundings nowadays. Internet works just as well. So if you're thinking of a big career change, and but you're not yet in the process of quitting your job, then find those role models already. So if you want to become an entrepreneur, find entrepreneurial role models. If you want to start your own B&B abroad, then watch one of those TV shows. There are plenty about people who are moving to another country to open their own B&B. Make sure you have role models and online works. But if you can find them in your own surroundings, in your networks, even better. So what I did when I didn't have any entrepreneur friends was to actively find them. And now I have this big network of friends who are starting entrepreneurs just like me. And it's so inspiring and so helpful to have them. And having those successful role models in your field or in the goal that you want to reach really tells your brain, gives you signals to your brain that yes, this is possible and it's possible for you as well. So if you find yourself alone in your dream and your inner and your outer circles are not really supportive, make sure you have those role models to look up to and to tell yourself, hey, this is possible. I just need to stay my course and do what they are doing or find my own way, but I will reach it eventually. Okay, I can go on and on, but I think it's good to end this episode here. These were my tips. This was my own journey from quitting my diplomacy career and starting my own coaching business and about how I took the leap. I really hope it was inspiring to you as well. I often get messages from people who are also playing around with the idea of quitting their career and doing something completely else. So I really hope that this episode inspired you and gave you a few practical tips of how to get there. And as always, I would love to hear what you thought of this episode, if it resonated with you and how hopefully it helped you to take that leap. And if you need a little bit of support in knowing what you need to change at what level, maybe you need to change something about your skills or your deep beliefs, like I was talking about in this episode, then I've got a new training for you, which is called the expats path. And this is an online video training that you can do at your own pace and in your own time that will help you analyze your situation, the situation that you're not really happy with and at what level you need to make change so that you're not stuck in finding excuses or just buying another course because you think you need to work on your skills, whereas actually you need to start working on your beliefs or your identity or your mission. These terms are actually coming from the model that I use in the training. So I'm not going to share too much about it here, but if you are interested, you can find the link to my website in the show notes. And what is great is that you don't need to wait for this video training after purchase, you can start right away. So if you feel frustrated about your career situation at the moment, and also inspired by this episode, you can take the next step right away and do this training. All right, that's it for now. I really love sharing my story and my tips with you. And I will see you in the next episode of This Expert Life.